Hey, better, 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 better. Hey, better, 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 swing better. I feel like we should get a professional, like introduction, like a in this week's episode, because it's episode one. Like what? It's episode one. It's episode one of the Zadarcast. Oh, okay. Which is different. It's going to be different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that should uh, start with hey, better, 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 hey, better, 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 swing, better. I like it. Because he's got a catcher's mitt for a face. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that's, it actually took me a minute to figure out where you were going with that. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty good to come up with it off the top of your head, because that is a pretty random... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, changing gears, since this is different, mm-hmm. since this is episode one. Yeah. Episode zero being How Comes to Frogtown, Return to Frogtown. Yeah. I thought I would start off with a little anecdote. Okay. Just to change it up from the normal routine. Sure, because we never have those. <laughs> uh, I had jury duty. Okay. Uh, have you ever actually had jury duty? Uh, no, I've gotten the letter once, mm-hmm. but I called and they said stay home. And so I was I, like, thank God, I don't want to park downtown. So I had to go, and I was pretty ex- excited about it. Like, I kind of wanted to partake in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get there, and... Uh, I'm one of like 50 people that could be chosen for this case. And spoiler, I didn't end up even getting to go up to get a question or anything just because you never need that many people unless it's like a big case or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the only two things really worth repeating that I saw was number one, there was this dumb, dumbass woman that I was like, no way either of those lawyers are going to want her on this jury. Like she interrupted the judge at one judge at one point and raised her hand to ask if she could have water in there. <laughs> and then like one of the lawyers were asking questions about not presuming somebody is guilty just because they're on trial, right? Right. And they asked like, sure, blah blah. What do you think about that? And he gave uh, you know, a long ish, like well thought answer and said, Okay, you Next lady, what do you think? And she responded, you can probably guess what she said. Can can I have some more water? <laughs> she said, uh, the same as him. <laughs> and the lawyer was like, okay, so you feel exactly the same way about this, that, that he, the guy that just talked for two minutes <laughs> feel exactly the same as him. Yes. Okay. And they fucking kept her. <laughs> she says she was on that jury. Like if I was that, that person that was there like this dude did this to me 
Yeah. Or if I was that defendant, like I didn't do this, mm-hmm. I would not want her <laughs> sitting on there. Or maybe she's exactly the person that you feel like you could persuade. Well, and that's got to be what it is. Yeah. Um. And then another woman got up there, and they. She was in the second wave that went up, and they. Uh, one of the questions was like, "Does anybody have any fundamental problems with the system or whatever?" Right. Mm-hmm. Like being a conscientious, conscientious obser- objector. You got it eventually. Uh, wow. Stroking out. Uh, <laughs> and this woman, this, <laughs> as soon as this woman sat down in her seat, she just raised her hand and the judge was like, yeah. And she's like, uh, I'm, it, it was, she was sitting beside two other women mm-hmm. and she said as a woman and like motion to the two women on either side of her, like including them in this <laughs> and the leader of my tribe. Okay. No one is can judge other than the creator. And the two women were like just pushing themselves back in the seats like I ain't included in this shit. She does not speak for us. This is not a woman standing together thing. This isn't. And the judge like there was no word spoken and I couldn't see exactly. But in my mind, he just looked at both attorneys and they gave him like a nod. And he was like, you can go. It was the only person. While they were picking it, did they just let go? There were other people that were very clearly not going to make it. Like people that were like, uh, yeah, I know that dude. I know that witness. I've known them for like three years. And they were like, okay, we'll see. Why don't you sit down and stay sitting? But that woman, they were just like, just get out of here. This is going to be a problem. That could just be a brilliant woman mm-hmm. who just, I don't want to be here. I know exactly how to not be here. Yeah. There was one woman that uh, they were like, on your card that you wrote that if you were chosen, you wouldn't pay attention at all and you would just be thinking about going home and be trying to get it over quickly. Is that true? And she was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I was just like, it's it's, frustrating. Like it's frustrating. Like she's honest. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, Not everybody wants to do their civic duty. No. But uh, I did get paid $15 to go. Nice. And after paying for parking, I'm up 10 bucks. Woo! <laughs> So that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, will you banter for just a minute? Because my phone beeped. And like I'm worried that like I have a kid that's choking to death or something. And I'm not going to pause it. So you better talk. Okay. Uh, I just realized that I have absolutely nothing to talk about. And so this this was fun. I'm really glad that that you did this to me. I, I don't have any anecdotes. Eh, my text basically just said, don't plan on having sex. <laughs> That's what it says. It says, I'm going to bed soon. My stomach hurts bad. If you're going soon, and then it just stops. <laughs> oh, I've got a second text coming. That's why it's downloading. Well, so, do you guys that's have disappointing. Verizon? That's disappointing. No. Okay, because Verizon, I get texts like that. People, I have AT&T, but Verizon people, they'll send me this text, and it'll come in like two or three or four chunks, Yeah. and sometimes they'll be out of order. It's real weird. Yeah, it's problematic. It only seems to happen to Verizon customers, though. Hmm. Um, do you know who was a Verizon customer? Oh, I got my second. Maybe it's, <laughs> never mind, you get a blowy. <laughs> oh, it's a picture. Maybe it's It's just a picture of a mouth. Uh, oh, this actually, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's a, t- t- oh, I did just get, look what I got. 
and I said it trailed off. This text actually says, I'm going to bed soon. I'm going to bed soon. My stomach hurts bad. If you're up before I before I go, a tuggy. <laughs> so it's a picture of like a, a snuggy, but for your pee pee. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she's going to be thrilled that I. <laughs> The one text that I ever like reference out loud that I get. <laughs> Did you just announce on the podcast that you're going to go get a handjob later? Yeah, so this is going to be a short one. <laughs> that's what she said. That's awesome because it was the picture. That's why it took a little bit to download is because it was a picture that was coming up. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. A, a little disappointed, but I guess I'll have to settle. That's kind of being married is about. <laughs> oh, I've never felt weirder on this podcast. Not even. It's because you know that's not a bit. Like everybody yeah. else listening is like, well, it was probably a little bit of a. Nope, not a bit. Like it beeped. <laughs> Reading explicit gay porn that I had written. <laughs> With my mother in my peripheral vision was, I thought, the peak of weirdness and unsettled I would be on this podcast. Nope. Nope. Finding out live that you're going to go get a hand job later turns out is a lot weirder. Is it? I think so. At least for me. Should I get her down here to talk about it? <laughs> if you okay. want. Explain she yourself. She was real thrilled last time she was on the podcast. <laughs> so maybe she'll be even more excited. <laughs> Go into detail <laughs> about what's going to happen later. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Got distracted. No. It was a detour. Uh, I wish. Speaking of detours. <laughs> 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 that was actually pretty awesome good for I you know, except we're, we're doing samurai cup first but <laughs> detours <laughs> uh. okay welcome to episode one of this dark cast where we just laugh the yeah, whole time we just giggle <laughs> welcome to two fat guys wheezing i feel <laughs> i feel like I think a good chunk of people listen and haven't seen the film. I feel like you need to stop listening now. And I don't think I've ever really advocated this, but you need to watch these before we talk. <laughs> like, Michael, uh, even just with you and I buying, uh, renting Yin Yang Insane, we had to have spiked like their sales for them for a while, right? Yeah. Just you and I. I uh, Let's on make Amazon. It go exponentially. With sure. this podcast, just go, really go spend two dollars on Ying Yang Insane. It is worth it. No, it's not. Yes, a hundred percent worth it. If nothing else, to get that detour joke. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, the one thing that makes it worth it is the thing that happens right after the credits, and we'll talk about that later. Oh, so go watch it. Did I miss something? I don't know. I don't think I watched through the credits because there was one credit. I think. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the thing that happens after that. Damn. Okay, I think I missed it. Uh, so, Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. Synopsis. Uh, the Katana Gang is in some city mm -hmm. that's not San Diego. Okay. 
We can we can say that it's not San Diego. Uh, and Samurai Cop has come from San Diego to defeat the the, the Katana Gang, led by Robert Zadar. He's the lead thug. He's not. No, I'm sorry. Well, well, he's not even he's the not lead the boss. thug. He's not the boss, but he's like the lead thug. He leads the gang. He's the right-hand man of the boss, so he's the one that's actually, like, out there. Is here is Baldy the right-hand man? It seems like it seems like he's subservient to Baldy. Yeah, but he's the the main thug. He's definitely the final boss. Yeah, like, he's the final boss of the movie, yeah. definitely. But um, Overall thoughts, Justin, as you're taking a drink. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Uh it was exactly what I thought it would be, and fantastic in that. <laughs> okay. So I know you're... Uh, let's start then. So we talked about credits on Yin, Yin Yang Insane. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the credit music for Samurai Cop. Was it 8-bit? <laughs> it sounded like 8-bit music at the beginning of this movie. I think it, I think it was just like VHS warped or something. It was. <laughs> it was just like... Let's put 80s music over something we filmed in 1997. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this wasn't 97. When know. was this made? I can look it up, but yeah. then that would take up precious time. Okay, precious time. We, we do have a limited time before I get my tuggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you you got to make it until she doesn't fall asleep. <laughs> the very first thing I, I wrote was that there's a, some the cop wearing the worst wig ever. And then the very next shot, I was like, oh, shit, that's not a wig. But then I went through the IMDb trivia, and the actor, our samurai cop, mm-hmm. the studly early 90s orange tanned slash half sunburned <laughs> cop, it said that he had this long hair, and then he was like, all right, filming's over, and cut it. And then the director was like, we still have like half the shoot to go, and he had cut his hair. <laughs> so they had to go out and buy... Like a woman's wig, so that's why it looks so terrible. That's why he had it hidden under a hat. That <laughs> opening scene, it was hidden under a hat because it was a wig. But I felt like the asshole that was like, I wrote worst wig ever. And then the next shot, I was like, oh shit, that's not a wig. No, it was a wig. <laughs> it's because the dude cut his hair halfway through. And that hair is his defining characteristic. Yeah. Other than not being a samurai. <laughs> okay? This is something that is very important to He's put down now. He's a white dude. He is not a samurai. There are no samurais. There is like zero ninja style fighting at all. Yeah. Definitely. Zero. None. There's a whole lot of shooting. Yeah. Because and when I think th- samurais, I think guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a sword fight, to be fair. At the end. <laughs> and some people Barely. do die via katana before that. But that is the same way that I would kill someone with a katana, which is awkwardly holding it up and slicing it. <laughs> yeah. There's zero... <laughs> samurai cop is not a samurai that is very important to establish because i don't see it does he do anything samurai re- related i mean they cut off a dude's head uh he but they call him the samurai cop throughout the movie but it's not oh. even like they see him at a dojo i thought yeah robert and i'm mixing of all head. of my like i'm mixing all of my Fighting styles because I don't know if samurais <laughs> or ninjas or jujitsu. Say or... martial arts. Okay, uh, but there's no mar- they don't even see them in like martial arts training. 
No. Like, it's not even like he's practicing. Because they don't need to practice. They're awesome. But, <laughs> but they don't even establish. Like, I don't think that this actor, de- definitely the actors, based on the final boss fight, don't know any martial arts. <laughs> definitely Robert Zadar doesn't know any martial arts. No. Well, neither does that guy. Yeah, probably not. No. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I feel like I'm just going and no. you're super excited about this. No. Uh, I am too, but. Uh, first off, from the first shot of this movie, we learned something that I feel is a huge life lesson. Robert Zadar should always have a beard. He is a good looking guy, right? He almost looked normal. <laughs> He's a good looking guy with a beard. You know, he was a Chippendale dancer at one point. Sure. Yeah. He's a good looking guy. Anybody can get buff. Look at Samurai Cop. <laughs> get he was just a buff dude with a broken face. <laughs> Not as broken as Robert Zadar, though. He d- the Samurai Cop was like sunburned throughout part of the movie, too. Yeah. And you can see, you can gauge on when they shot this based on how bad his sunburn is, I think. <laughs> like you could chart out because his complexion changes so much day to day. Yeah. Or shot to shot, I'm sorry. So, uh,. We first meet Samurai Cop. Uh, they're they're going through a car chase. They're trying to. That's not when we first meet him. I don't know. One of the first big things is a car chase. Right. But that car chase was not safe. It was not safe, and it was confusing as hell. Because <laughs> well, they never established where anything was. Well, that's the pro. The all the fight scenes and the shooting scenes too throughout yeah. this movie. You don't know who is firing at whom. <laughs> Why? why they're firing at anybody and how they're not hitting them because everyone moves so for being a samurai robert zadar and the samurai cop are slow as balls yeah like they're constantly like sticking their head around a corner <laughs> pausing two three then moving out of the way mm-hmm. for the other one to move in place yeah you skipped that there was a uh was a helicopter chasing well yeah th- that was part of the car chase. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was. You're right. Because they were trying to follow. Mm-hmm. So the this samurai, blue van. So the samurai cop is following members of the Katana gang mm-hmm. um, because they are involved in drug running. They're pushing drugs on kids. And they're Killing the most kids. conspicuous drug dealers ever. Yeah. Like, think of whatever stereotypical drug dealer thing there is that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's what they're doing in this movie. So <clears throat> the most attractive helicopter pilot ever. She wasn't the pilot. She was just she was in there watching because she's the lady cop. Oh, uh, she wasn't the the pilot. No, the other dude was piloting the oh, one okay. beside her. Okay. She was the lady cop. She was just looking for the van. Um, that helicopter did not leave the. That probably wasn't even a helicopter. It was just a big piece of glass. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely because heli- there were helicopter shots. But yeah, they were definitely on the ground. Yes. Also, he's like talking to her on the radio and stuff, and then <laughs> you okay. I just dumped it all over me. <laughs> Preview of tonight. Um, so at one point, when the car chase is over, he is having a conversation with Lady Cop in the helicopter, who is like fifty feet up at least, because they're kind of they're kind of hovering over, and he's talking to her like she's she's right in front of him. Yes, <laughs> and she understands. <laughs> He doesn't have a headset. He's not talking into a radio. He's just talking at the helicopter. Which is is hard because as a person viewing it, I had a very hard time hearing people over gunshots and things throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah. My wife came home and I was watching 
this I was halfway through and she was like why do you have it so loud I can hear gunshots and stuff all the way down the hall and I was like and then somebody started to talk and they were fucking whispering over the, and I was like that's why it's because I can't hear a fucking thing um, so we talked about that uh, that chase not being safe they mm-hmm. are flying down suburban neighborhoods yeah and there's no way they shut down those neighborhoods no. and did that legally man they were just hoping that they did not run over kids. Yeah. Maybe they had a producer out there. Like, you, you, you get away, kids. Yeah. Let's give Hopefully. them the benefit of that. But it was not a, like, a locked down, safe, <laughs> no approved thing. Like, no. No. Zero. So we go straight from him talking to Helicopter Lady to them then having sex with Helicopter Lady. Oh, no, no. You missed when they were doing this chase on the van. Oh. They ran a dude over. Yeah. <laughs> By ran a dude over, he, he mean like kind of stopped in front of him <laughs> and and then appeared on the other side of him. Yeah, and he like slightly rolled. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> they didn't even have a shot like of the of Samurai Cop and his black partner Bumping, like, just going bouncing bump, up and yeah. down. Yeah. No, no. They didn't even have that shot. It was just uh, just twitch your leg and pretend that the car ran over you. Like, it was a pretty, the guy reacted like he got bit on the leg by a mosquito Basically, when, yeah. when this car ran over him. <laughs> they're firing, they're firing driving down the road, right? They're firing yeah. at Samurai Cop. They're firing, yeah. Two car lengths away, mm-hmm. and they cannot hit the windshield. <laughs> it's not even that they're not killing the guy, they can't even hit the car to break the windshield. With a shotgun <laughs> and a big-ass revolver. <laughs> Can't hit the windshield. No, nope. because that windshield never got broke. <laughs> no, no, no holes appeared in any vehicle. No, most of the time when people die, holes don't appear in people. Either. No, they just go ah. <laughs> they grab ah. their chests. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And the one dude fell out of the van. Yes, it was obviously going like seven miles an hour <laughs> when he fell out. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Go ahead. The sex scene, which. Is there's no there's like no music. It's just no one's into it. It's a quiet sex scene. All you hear is the crackling of bad audio equipment over what's supposed to be sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I all right, it so was the most awkward thing. Not only that, but it almost it was filmed so poorly. I I this isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. I felt like we were going to see a butthole because (laughs) like she's the woman was doing like the sexy thing where you can see you see her butt and she's climbing up on top of them Mm -hmm. but the angles were so poor it was like you were going to see up her literally her butthole which immediately turns it from from a sexy r-rated movie to pornography yeah i really thought i was going to see a butthole just because it was filmed so poorly also, uh, I don't think he ever takes off his jeans, and she never takes off her panties. I know when he has sex later, he obviously has never kissed a live person, because <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you saw that too? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, being fair, it was probably just the awkwardness of being on set, and you don't really want to make out with them, so you're pretending to kiss them. Yeah. <laughs> but it was painful. We skipped that the climax of the chase for the for the drug runners is that the dude ends up on fire yeah so he's on fire 
and and I forgive very heartily when people are doing when movies are doing things for real. I would much rather see that and be able to see the seams mm-hmm. than I would rather have it be CG and fake. Right. So I can forgive the fact that I can see that he has all of the gel and yeah. stuff all over him because mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious. Yeah. However, the problem that I have is that they let the actors put this dude out. Exactly. That could not be... That can't be okay. He had a, sh- a tiny, shitty fire extinguisher and a blanket. And there was a moment when the, the stuntman is like looking up, like, are you fuckers going to yeah. put me out? Like, Because he's he, really he count, on fire. He to five or seven or something? Yeah, wh- like, yeah, that's wh- the most you're supposed to do? Yeah, whatever it was. But they let the actors put this guy out. Mm-hmm. That couldn't have been safe. No. Like, that was not... like. We we were laughing and joking about incompetency during yeah. this. That was a legit like that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Like even we're, we're, the 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 racing down the street shouldn't have happened either, really. Right. But we're giggling about that. <laughs> but but this was like a real one. They should not have had those actors putting no. him out, man. I totally forgot about that. That was it, awful. Did you see him like looking around for a second? Like yeah. Oh, it was kind of scary. <laughs> like yeah. Obviously, I knew I wasn't going to watch a snuff movie if right. it's on Amazon Prime. But because he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, oh shit, that guy's on fire. Get a blanket, and then he grabs the blanket, and I was like, that looks like a real fire blanket. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> like that was insane. Can you imagine Samurai Cop and Black Cop? That's what I'm calling him throughout this yeah. movie because I don't know his name, by the way. But they're I don't like, think he you, knows his name. Either. What do you want us to do? You want us to put him out? <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> They're just strolling on up. To Samurai Cop's credit, uh, he's given a shitty fire extinguisher, and he does a good job. Black Cop doesn't care. He just kind of throws the blanket on there, and then Samurai Cop has to like completely put him out with the other half of the blanket. Uh, no, the, the people that were, I don't know, those three guys that were doing it, are not the ones to blame. Like like the fire, no, no, the stuntman, man, yeah. the two actors. Uh, that was a problem with Donald G. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Donald G. Jackson is the director of Yin Yang Insane. Yeah. Not this. I apologize. Is this Robert Marshall? I don't know. Is he an actor? Robert Marshall, I think, is an actor. Okay. Okay. Um, one of these? I don't know. Also, the writer doesn't know how people talk. Nobody in this movie talks like a person. No. Because most of it is, is 80 yard. Yeah, like they yeah they definitely ADR over lines that weren't that a lot quite frequently. Um, is our next scene in the hospital? Because yeah. because we have the man that was burned. Mm-hmm. His face apparently is burned really bad, even mm-hmm. though we saw that he was fine because he was looking around. Yeah. Um. So this is like our introduction to the stealthiness of the samurai mm-hmm. Yashimoto. Yeah. Yashimito. I don't remember. It's Yashimito Yashimoto, uh, Robert Zadar, uh, a.k.a. white dude. (laughs) (laughs) And his redhead lady chick friend. Uh, So much like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, how do they get (laughs) to the burn victim to kill him? They have like an industrial laundry basket (laughs) with with a trash can that would never be in a hospital. No. Inside of it, mm-hmm. and some uh, white linens covering the rest. Mm-hmm. And, where, and well, how does no, 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 hold on. Robert Zadar is 280 pounds, he's six foot five. Mm-hmm. Well, how does he get in? That doesn't, you're not helping anything. He's obviously uh, 
scrunched in there, right? Because when they cut, when, you know, it's nice and flat, and then when they cut to the part where he's revealed, there's this big mound in the front. They reveal that he's under there. It was, I was so happy when I saw Robert Zadar pop out of that thing. I was like, they literally did like the Bugs Buddy thing mm-hmm. where he's hidden in there in the trash can or whatever. Yeah, I love that they also found a hospital with a dentist's office in it. <laughs> right next door to the patient's room. Burn unit and the dentist's office. Um he Robert Zadar. They, so they they kill him, the samurai cop shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And they chase him away from the hospital. I really don't think Robert Zadar knew how to sit in a car because like they get in the convertible and he's not shooting or anything, but he's facing the wrong way. Like, yeah. like it's a station wagon. Like remember the old station wagons that the back seat faced? Well, remember he jumps in. He does his own stunt to jump in the car while yeah. it's moving. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think he was going to move from that spot in a moving car. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome though. But so, he does wave. So he, he does like a little wave like, ooh. I'm going to flaunt this in your face, samurai cop. Uh, but just the visual of that man like facing the wrong way as they drove away <laughs> was pretty awesome. Because at some point, this badass Yashimoto had to have awkwardly turned around to drive down the road. Like, And they're like, you hungry? You want to drive through Taco Bell? <laughs> we just killed that guy in the burn unit. We still have blood all over our hands and, <laughs> and white clothes. But they have to have those... like trivial conversations right like they had to have had the conversation like getting ready to walk in where the woman's like all right before i put this this canvas tarp over you do you have to pee because you might be in here for a while robert zadar <laughs> yashimoto's like yeah i better find the men's room hold on <laughs> i mean it's not pulp fiction yeah that's where we get those i'm pretty sure the captain is the only one in this movie that can act but they only ever give him one take. I, okay, I was gonna say that might be true, but there's times like there's one point where he says like Japanese. Yeah, like so he can he can act, but they only ever give him one take. Yeah, I, I have the I'm I, convinced of that. I have the note. The next thing I we you and I are right on point right now, man. Because <laughs> my next note says they kept the cut with Japanese. So then they 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 find out that. They really hang out, like to hang out at the Blue Lagoon, which is this family diner, basically. Yes. Which uh, is under the mob boss's control. Right. So they're all hanging out there. The lawyer shows up f- for no reason. And then Samurai Cop and Black Cop show up. Mm-hmm. And Samurai Cop gives this monologue about uh, selling drugs to kids, killing our kids. And then threatens to kill the boss, the mob boss, mm-hmm. in front of the mob boss's lawyer? Yeah. P- pretty sure you can't do that. <laughs> pretty sure that's against protocol. Yeah. That's not a good thing. <laughs> but, but Black Cop just like stands there and smiles the whole yeah. time. And he's just like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what he said. This is my man. Yeah. And then they met gay stereotype Maitre D. Mm-hmm. who like i don't even know i think they were trying i think he was trying to play like a paul lind type character but wasn't quite nailing it and so it just came off as this weird 
out there character, and he's my favorite character in the in the whole thing, even though he's in there for like four seconds. Uh, and he's the one that tells her that tells them that Jennifer is like her her dad owned it, and then now it's hers and her mom's. There is more he backstory. Gives the whole backstory about her. There's more backstory to the owning of this restaurant and the chain of custody for this restaurant than there is the beef between Samurai Cop and Yashimoto. Yeah. We, we really get more exposition on that than we do Robert Zadarver's Samurai Cop. Right. Um, so then, you know, the lawyer this whole time is, is saying he's not a mob boss. He hasn't done anything. You don't have anything on him. And then Yashimoto immediately <laughs> in the parking lot says, since I just thug some murder Samurai Cop and Black well, Cop. Here's what I love about this is it, it's a stereo. We, we talked about it during like Raw Force and pretty much any time you have a bunch of goons, they all attack one at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think I've even brought it up here. Like, why are they going one at a time? Why don't they all rush him at the same time? And we get our answer here is because we watch Robert Zadar Yashimoto hold them back one yeah. at a time. He's like, not yet. <laughs> okay, that guy's dead. Go ahead. Wait. Okay, he got killed too. Go ahead. And he literally <laughs> is spacing them out and putting 30 seconds or whatever in between yeah. as they get knocked off. He... That, <laughs> like, like it's a like it's a staggered race or something, <laughs> and he's just like, okay, go, go, now you can go. Next, come on, okay, yeah. hold up. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. They need to kill two dudes. They need to kill two cops. If you send any seven guys in to kill two cops, mm-hmm. they'll pull it off. Yeah. If you send them at the same time, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But they fail. Uh, Samurai Cop throws a katana at one Again, dude and cuts not, off his arm. I'm not blaming those guys. I'm no. blaming Robert Zadar for that. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So he, he throws a katana at a dude and uh, cuts off his arm. Uh, Robert Zadar notices that this is getting out of hand and pulls out the most plastic gun in film history. Like, he pulls it out, and it's, like, so plasticky that when he, like, extends it, yeah. it, like, almost breaks. <laughs> and then just starts firing at the parking lot. Uh, I don't know if you... I kept watching the glass. Mm-hmm. It kept re-breaking over and over again. They kept cutting two shots that the were before break. and after. The same break? Yeah. Oh no! no. Well, not oh, the same break, but it's like continu- just a continuity. Oh, they cut issue. out that they blew out that window, and then they cut to another part where there was less damage to the glass. Okay. Or they and they reuse stuff, or it was all badly edited. Sure. There was no glass continuity. Well, I think that's true of the majority of the movie, like especially the fight scenes. Yeah. The all of the the, the they they needed to cut down by two-thirds the amount that they showed in the fight scenes with everybody bouncing back and forth between where they were hiding mm-hmm. because you could see how long it took them every time. I know I mentioned that before, but it was just painful watching the two or three seconds that it took people to bounce out from where they were hiding, <laughs> have people opt not to shoot them, yeah, and then bounce back. Uh, is the next scene where the lawyer confronts the... We are on... Point I'm so tonight. excited. Look this at this. Is, this might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. Go ahead. I'll let you take over then. Well, okay. So let's let's take let's take stock of what we've seen in this movie so far. Uh guy has talked to a lady in a helicopter fifty feet away just with his mouth. Uh Robert's Dar hiding in 
way too tiny of a space. Him pulling out even the most it, plastic gun. Even if it fit, it's a cartoon. <laughs> yes. Uh, plastic gun, bad glass continuity. A dude throws a katana to cut off a guy's arm. And yet somehow I think the most ridiculous thing in this movie... This two dudes talking? Is the captain yelling at a lawyer, get a job. <laughs> That's what I have written down. That's my next note. He, he has an argument with him, kicks him out, and then yells, get a job. <laughs> to the man whose only reason for being in there is because he is a lawyer for a mob boss. Get a job. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> we... we I wonder what's your next what's your next note? Uh the next fight scene okay. is just like there's a lot of pe- people being thrown awkwardly onto the ground. That's okay. like that was the the majority of of that whole fight scene. Okay. Bad just real bad action fight choreography. Um around this time we the Samurai cop has begun to seduce the woman that whose father, the blue lagoon lady yes. Jennifer, uh, and she gets seduced by the samurai cop where they don't know how to kiss, and then they're on the beach uh, wearing the same bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing a sexy bikini, and he's wearing a sexy bikini top uh, bottom. Yeah, sexy bikini bottom. Uh, but the next scene. She tells Robert Zadar that she's with the, the samurai cop now, like they're an item, like three feet away from the boss. Like it's the stereoty- it's the thing where it's it's like, oh shit, he's behind me, isn't he? It's to be fair, yeah. The the boss and her, he was hitting on the boss. The boss gave her a gift and everything. The boss thinks that she's his. But she knows that the boss wouldn't like that. Yeah. And she does it two feet away from him. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, I, I honestly don't remember that. So they show up at uh, the most 90s house ever. Well, before that... Uh, <clears throat> oh, wait, I do remember that because that was the thing. Sorry, the second most 90s house ever because the most 90s house ever <laughs> yes. is where you're talking. Okay. Uh, it made me feel like my childhood. Like I'm watching the decor. Sorry, you have something, and then we'll talk about the decor fine. of this house. Because uh, she does that, and then he, the boss is all like, well, uh, break his legs. Break the break, break Samurai Cop's legs. Mm-hmm. And, but, or, or kill him. It was, yeah. They sent another, they sent other people to break his legs earlier. That was the awkward fight scene I was talking about. Now they want to kill him. Mm-hmm. But they can't do it because the cops, it would be too much heat. So get New York. Call New York. Get New York to, to come kill him. And so these guys show up at some weird crime lab? Because he's watching film or something? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't. He, it, it's Samurai Cop and an old dude in a room. And then there's a reception area. <laughs> That's all I know it's- about this building. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I really need. I, I, I want to unpack this scene. So he's talking to the guy about some something on, on the film or something. Meanwhile, Cuba Gooding Sr. and the gang show up 
to uh, no, it is to break his legs. New York is, needs to break his legs because one of the dudes bring a shotgun, and I think that was ridiculous. If they're if they're just trying to break his legs, you don't need a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if there's a windshield that doesn't <laughs> need shot out? Uh, so uh, apparently reception triggered the alarm. The panic alarm. So Samurai Cop knows that there's somebody coming after him. I so started, shotgun comes up first. What? I just started to giggle because I thought about your detour joke earlier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so shotgun guy shows up. And even though they're in a hallway, shotgun guy loses <laughs> with a shotgun. He loses the fight. I told you, he can't hit a windshield. <laughs> Why would you think you could hit a person? Uh, and then revolver guy gets thrown downstairs. Uh, he takes everybody out. Half the crew went like behind the building, right? And so samurai cop takes out all the guys, climbs uh, onto the roof, and like starts climbing down. And a a hitman has a shot at him going down the stairs. Completely misses. 100% clean shot samurai cop hides in a corner but he is complete like he's he's not hiding behind anything he's just moved three feet to the left <laughs> and kills him kills two more guys there's still one more guy to uh to take out hard cut to full frontal nudity <laughs> and we never go back to resolve that it's one-on-one hard cut to full frontal nudity yeah. of Robert Zdar's redhead lady. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's fucking ridiculous. Uh, so Robert Zadar sleeps with the woman. Yeah, then uh, his phone rings. Do you do you remember the ringtone? No. It was it was the ringtone was just like uh the dial tone. It was what you hear on your end <laughs> when you're hearing the I phone. It wasn't an actual phone ringing. Nice. I did miss that. <laughs> so this is where they go to the second most 90s house ever, right? Yeah. Um, so they're going after the uh, the the uh, baldy guy. Yes. So they're going after him and his way more attractive wife than she should be. <laughs> uh, and this is where Robert Zadar slits her throat in front of her husband uh, because he's not giving them information on where Samurai Cop is. Yeah. Uh, and this house was just had me all kinds of feeling of nostalgia. Like, this is what all of my friends' parents' houses and everything looked like. Like, it had the, the like, bamboo uh, half-circle chair <laughs> with, with the... <laughs> The cushion on it, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then it had the the wood panel TV sitting on the ground, and there was just so many much flat mahogany all over these houses. I was like, oh, this just feels like my childhood. It's wonderful. Was that the same cop that told him about the Blue Lagoon? I don't remember. Because I remember when I first thought it, I thought it was the captain, but then I realized I thought it, it was the captain too. Yeah, but it wasn't. No. So he, they tell him, hey go find black cop he's going to be the one that'll tell you where samurai cop lives yeah so they show up at samurai i'm sorry at black cops 
apartment mm-hmm. where he's getting out of the shower. And I, I, if, I wish we were, we would have sat and watched this together because I thought, I bet you that I'm going to be able to tell at some point that he is not naked because he comes <laughs> out of the, he's wearing a towel, right? Mm-hmm. Two seconds later, like they, he puts his hands up and you can see that he's wearing underwear mm-hmm. and no towel anymore. And yeah. you see that underwear like three more times as he <laughs> fights throughout the rest of this scene. Right. I nailed it. <laughs> but you're going to have to just trust me that I nailed it. Uh, also, like, uh, they threaten to cut off his black gift. Yes. <laughs> but the, like, the guy who delivers that line is bad at it or realize like realize that it was ridiculous a ridiculous line and he choked on it <laughs> he's like this black big black gift <laughs> i didn't know what it, I, I didn't rewind it but because I, I couldn't make out what he said it was gift yeah okay i just heard black and i was like why does this black cop defining characteristic have to be that he's black it just made me really <laughs> mad that this movie would you know my favorite thing in in bad action movies is black dudes who know karate. Well, I was making fun of us because we're calling him black, <laughs> <laughs> but he did not know karate. He didn't. Uh, he so he had he had literally nothing interesting of his character other no. than he got to make weird faces when that nurse weirdly asked samurai cop to fuck her. <laughs> there. So how, how does he get out of the situation? Because these people just murdered an innocent woman and a cop. Who tried to help them? Mm-hmm. How did he get out of this situation? Well, he he breaks them up by saying that uh, I've got his address in that closet over there. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you keep your addresses. Yes, and then, <laughs> and, and then, the, the lackey goes and he walks over and he says, "Where exactly in this closet?" Right? Uh, no, he just starts rifling through shit, <laughs> looking at pockets and and he, stuff. And he looks at like three shirts, and then he's like, "It's not in here." He's lying to us. What if it was in the fourth shirt? What if it was in the fifth shirt? What if it was in the shoebox up top with his Valentine's from third grade? Like, why? Why keep your Valentine's? No. Okay, good. Because that would be sad. Uh, Then he stabs the one guy with scissors and shoots the other one. And then calls Samurai Cop to warn him. Yeah, except he has to call him like 20 times because uh, he's been fucking... Uh, swimsuit lady Jennifer uh, in his speedo so they're in the pool he finally gets told hey they're coming and he looks out the window and sees Robert Zadar coming for him yeah I have a note here I'm not certain where it is <laughs> but I distinctly remember it okay uh, and it's one of the, obviously one of the quieter moments and my note here is, I'm 93% certain I just heard someone off screen cough. <laughs> and I don't remember where it is. I don't recall that. But I totally remember it. And the way you could know that for sure is because you had to have the volume up so fucking yes. loud to hear anybody say anything. Yes. <laughs> uh, there, so Robert Zadar, as he's trying to sneak around this house, I'm pretty sure he broke a garage door. <laughs> Did you see that? He like lays against a garage door twice. And he leans against it, and he like caves the top of the garage door. <laughs> I in. didn't notice. So that. either it was a fake garage door, which I can't believe this movie had no. money to make that, no. or he legit broke somebody's garage door because it was like all angled back. So I think he was just pressing his body against it and popped it off the spring or something. He broke a garage door. Yeah, 
Um, so now this is kind of our big epic fight, right? Isn't this when... So they get away and then they go talk to the captain. Um, and the uh, captain talk- is like, uh, <laughs> well, we can't arrest him, so let's just kill the fuckers yeah, and turn on like, our badges tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's a police <laughs> captain just saying, like, let's just kill them all. <laughs> uh, they end up dispatching of the boss with relative ease. Which is weird because usually this is where you get your shredder moment, like they've fought the Foot Clan the whole time, mm-hmm. and then you—I don't remember his name. Then you fight the Foot Clan's main guy. Then you have to battle Shredder, right? Right. No, we kill Shredder and then we deal with Robert Zadar. Yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, there's like guys, so they're like hold up in this house. And they're like dudes running around on the roof with guns and stuff. Uh, and they keep hard cutting to different people and starting like music. And then the music would stop and then hard cut to yes. a guy and start music that's again. Not even, that's most prevalent here, but throughout this movie it feels like that. Where yeah. they're like somebody ironing and there's no music <laughs> and then it's just like all of a sudden like badass stuff going down. You know we're going to fight. Um. So then we have the big epic, Robert Zadar, mm-hmm. the Maniac Cop, yeah, versus Samurai Cop, in a samurai sword fight. That is the worst. Like I was looking at this, like really thinking about Power Rangers and how awesome Power Rangers is mm-hmm. when you compare it to this. Hey, Power Rangers is awesome on its own. If you, if you, if you would imagine you and I trying to do a sword fight oh yeah we would look exactly like these two yeah. there was no level okay so you've got especially in the 90s this is the peak of action right mm-hmm. bruce willis by the way bruce willis uh arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone top of the heap right yeah then you have your van dams uh your steven seagals mm-hmm. when you can't afford when you can't afford that right Robert Zadar is your budget Steven Seagal. Uh, yeah, he does. He does look like Robert. Uh, Robert. He does. Robert Zadar looks like Steven Seagal's face was made of clay, and you just kind of <laughs> squeezed it a little too yeah. hard. Like, remember that scene in Mrs. Doubtfire when the kids are watching that movie? I'm referencing a movie from the mid '90s in which they're watching a movie from like the '30s. No? no. Okay. There's a scene where it's like this dude, and he's got a face made of clay, and the kids are sitting around watching it. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Mr. Doubtfire. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they've got the this terrible sword fight. And like I was kind of excited about this because, you know, this is the Zadar cast. We're obviously huge fans of Robert Zadar. Right. And this is this is that moment that's on the posters and every every IMDb image. Yes. Is Samurai Cop with that samurai sword. And I imagined, I met, like Steven Seagal, especially if, uh, him and, let's, they're pretty much the same size. Like you envision them being mirror images of one another. Sure. I think Steven Seagal's a little smaller, but yeah. But in the same ballpark. Like they're both yeah. bigger dudes. Yeah. And I thought Robert Zadar was going to go full like Steven Seagal. So Steven Seagal does know some martial arts. Yeah. Definitely. I thought that was going to happen with Robert Zadar, <laughs> and it doesn't happen at all. He just swings it like it's a baseball bat a couple times, man. Yeah. And then Samurai Cop, who is leaner, 
right? He's still toned, but mm-hmm. he's leaner. Yeah. I expected, I thought, all right, this is the moment when we see him. Nothing. No. They swing it back and forth like they're clubs. Right. They lose them super, super quickly. Uh-huh. And then they just kind of <laughs> wrestle around for a bit. Um, there is a moment um, in this. It's probably. Uh, oh, no. This is the moment when they are when uh, the boss is getting killed. Right. Because the boss holds the girl holds the girl hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, samurai cop convinces black cop to sit the gun down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, black or boss is like shouldn't have trusted your friend shoots black cop i watched it and i rewound it he shoots black cop Mm -hmm. samurai cop stands there for eight seconds (laughs) and he still doesn't do anything it's the woman that does something so i want you to stop and think about how long eight seconds is that is a long time to have just watched your friend, your partner, get shot. Mm-hmm. And presumably killed. And presumably killed. You're about to get shot and get killed, and you are standing there. And the girl that you presumably love, or at least want to have sex with again, yes, is right there in harm's way. Yes. And it's not like he froze. Like, if they would have showed that he froze, like, oh, this is my moment, and I'm... Yeah. That would have been fine. But he's said, still I, supposed to be the badass. I think they just cut to a shot where he wasn't doing anything. Yes. Like he's <laughs> off. Like he doesn't even know they're filming. <laughs> like he's just. <laughs> he's just looking around at the set trying to talk to the, the script supervisor <laughs> to make sure he knows his next line. And they put it in there. Eight seconds. I rewound it and I list, I watched. Eight seconds. And again, I want to repeat. Our hero doesn't even do anything. No. It's his girlfriend is the one that actually starts stop anything from happening. Right, and then uh, Black Cop shoots him, right? And then Black Cop shoots him yeah. because he was wearing a vest. He was wearing a vest, mm-hmm. um, which was the thinnest vest. It was it was a bulletproof t shirt. Yeah, this is a skinny. <laughs> this is a skinny guy, and then he is you. Yeah, no, no bulk whatsoever no. for a vest. Uh, so the reason that I was reminded about the eight seconds is because during this epic battle scene with the samurai cop and Robert Zadar, mm-hmm. Yashimoto. The samurai, I'm sorry, Robert Zadar elbows the samurai cop. I counted, I rewound it and counted six times in the stomach. So he elbows him six times in which this, so he's elbowing him with his right arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, samurai cop's right arm is in the shot standing stiffly beside on his side. And he makes zero action to get away. Or, or to, to move, to or to stop. He gets elbowed six <laughs> times in the stomach. He's a real good fighter. Um, he is, because he ends up breaking Robert Zadar's uh, sh- arm shoulder. Pulls it out of the socket, maybe? Yeah. Like I, think I, broke, I think I broke his arm. Yeah, it looks like he did. Uh, and he's like, all right, this is the yeah. time. I'm going to do what my captain said. I'm going to cut off Yashimoto's head. Like the Bushido way. <laughs> and then Black Cop talks him out of it. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Zadar pulls out an 18-inch knife out of his boot. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so he's got him his arm broken, and he's got Robert Zadar down and at bay. So just cuff him, right? Yeah, that's what your job is. <laughs> Actually, his job was to kill him, according to his... He's going rogue right, right now and not but killing him. Black Cop is like, don't kill him. So I'll just hold his arm here while you cuff him. 
No, he just drops him. He's like, he's all yours. And Black Ops like, all right, looks like he's totally taken care of. <laughs> They're gonna let walk me away. just let me just put my gun away. <laughs> and lackadaisically walk behind here. Oh no. Uh, yeah, and we didn't even get to see him do the uh, Karo Mitu. I'm not saying that right, <laughs> but it's something like that. Seppuku? Yeah. Yeah. Seppuku. So he Seppukus himself and Robert Zadar dies. Mm-hmm. But doesn't Samurai Cop, like, real quick kill him? What? No. Because black cop's like, we need to stop him. What's he doing? He's like, no. He's a samurai. That's what he needs to but do. I remember like him. his legs are apart. And he's got the gun in front of him. And he's shot somebody that, black, that was going to shoot black cop. Mm. Oh, that was Baldy. Yeah. That's how he... Sorry. My bad. That's okay. That's how, that's how Baldy dies. Yeah, but... Robert Zadar Harry carries himself, and Samurai Cop lives to fight another day. Yeah. Overall thoughts on Samurai Cop? Uh, well, you you forgot about the, the the best part, which is at the end, uh, him and Jennifer fuck on a rock. But oh. you know he's a gentleman, <laughs> and he laid out a towel on the big <laughs> jagged rock. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's all this open, nice, sandy beach that a towel would be perfect for. And you can make sweet, sweet love as the sun goes down over the beach. No, let's fuck on this jagged rock. (laughs) Uh, Skinny people. Uh, There was, uh, I forgot when Robert Zadar was sleeping with that woman, was like right when my wife walked in. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the scene whatever but i was like look how dirty robert zadar's feet are like it was seriously like <laughs> like he he did whatever scene and they were like all right what's our next scene F- i'm supposed to i'm dirty look at the bottom of my feet they're black get in the bed <laughs> you're gonna pretend to screw this woman dirty feet that's why jesus said you know you should wash your feet in case you need to do a sex scene <laughs> is that in the bible Dude, Jesus is totally obsessed with foot washing. I need to, I need to read. Jesus that. has a fetish. Yeah. Uh, overall thoughts. Uh, it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, uh, it's perfect. Bad film. It's a, it's a, it's the, it's a definition of a great bad movie. Uh, I would agree. Obviously, objectively, just not good. Yeah, it's it's terrible. But, uh. And and this is what we do on the Zadar cast is we <laughs> we we have to put everything through the filter of Zadar. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of awesome Zadar in this There's movie. There's great Zadar, and I don't I don't have to stare at the weird parts of his face because they're covered <laughs> in hair. So definitely ups the score for me there. Um, so specifically talking about him, mm-hmm. he is like a good physical presence, but he is super stiff. Like when he's trying to deliver any of this stuff, right? Yeah, like he's not a good actor. No, but that's why I love him. It's because he's <laughs> just so stiff and awkward. Yeah, and of the three Zadar movies I've seen, the one where he's a bad guy is definitely the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Yin Yang Insane. What's our synopsis for Yin Yang Insane? A, a guy drives in a car for forty <laughs> minutes. 
<laughs> I was pretty accurate with what I said I thought this movie was because I hadn't seen it yet. I was pretty right on the money, I think, what I described. Uh, so I went to rent this on Amazon, and I just just looked at it like in another room of the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to move to this other room of the house. My wife's going to go to sleep. I'm not going to make her watch Yin Yang Insane. So I came down to the basement and i'm using it through a different program like it's a roku tv so it's actually smart tv Mm -hmm. and i can't find it on the amazon thing when i'm searching for it when i had just found it so i'm type i've got it typed out and i'm typing y i n g Uh uh-huh i was gonna say you type ying i can't find it and i did it like three times like i turned the tv all the way off and just (laughs) not so i finally searched for robert zadar and then scrolled, so he's got like 30 on Amazon, mm-hmm. and then finally found Yin Yang and Sing. Yeah. There's no such thing as a Yin Yang, it's yeah. Yin Yang. Yeah, no, I and I know that, but it mm-hmm. was one of the, I don't know, I just, I wasn't thinking when I was doing it, but, yeah. To be fair, we, we, were, we were kids, we were dumb kids when Yin Yangs were awesome, mm-hmm. and everybody called them Yin Yangs. Yes. They were Yin Yangs. Yeah. And I knew that it was Yin, but I just wasn't, I don't know, yeah. wasn't thinking at all. Um, so I was going to say we start off with, but it's pretty much the same yeah. shot throughout the entire movie. <laughs> did, you, did you read the IMDb stuff? Mm. Apparently this is part of another movie called Sunset Boulevard. No. Or it is clipped like some, I almost, I almost rented Sunset Boulevard because it's also $2 on Amazon. Does it have Robert Zadar in it? Yeah. Okay, that's he's like the second build okay. person. I'm throwing away what we're doing. <laughs> we're not doing remake me anymore. We're just doing Sunset Boulevard next week. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't. I, after I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, and then I'm gonna watch Sunset Boulevard, and I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast, and I'm gonna have this. After watching that 40 minutes, like I can't, I can't do that to myself because that's an, Sunset Boulevard is an hour and ten minutes. And if forty Which is minutes still of it, super short, but you're if, like, yes. And if forty minutes of it is this, I can't. I can't do it. Sunset Boulevard sounds like a real movie, though. Yin Yang Insane, oh, not Sunset, but Shotgun Boulevard. Oh, that doesn't really sound. That sounds more like because Sunset this Boulevard is a real thing. So yeah. It's Shotgun Boulevard. Sorry. Okay. So, what you said was him sitting in a car. This entire movie. I'm sorry. Ninety percent of this movie. Mm-hmm. Is Robert Zadar driving through suburban Arizona, New Mexico, something yeah, like something. that? To be fair, it's probably California. It looks like it would be the deserty part. Yes, and just ad libbing. By ad libbing, I mean repeating the same lines yeah. over and over because he's doing multiple takes and they're just not cutting. Yeah. <laughs> so my first my first note here is I think the direction for this first scene was ramble and check your rearview mirror bunch. <laughs> I didn't realize that that first scene was the entire movie, basically. Yeah, that's, seriously, this is a 39-minute movie. That's 30 minutes. Yeah. There's no exaggeration here. No. He, so he, who is he talking to? There's it, nobody himself. in. Because at first, though, I'm like is, he suppo- like, is he supposed to be being filmed? Like, in the movie, is there a guy sitting in the passenger is seat that he's office? talking to? Yes. No. But but there was that moment where I had was trying to fi- I didn't think there was but mm-hmm. I'm trying to put logic to it. No, there's no logic to this. It's just Robert Zadar 
rambling to himself for 40 minutes, basically. <laughs> okay. I, I, I considered like 15 minutes in starting the movie over just yeah. so that I could tally <laughs> how many times he talked about things. Okay. Um, and a couple of them I don't have official numbers for, mm-hmm. but a couple of them I do. Okay. What does he talk about? So he repeats the same thing. So, so your thought was Robert Zadar thought he was doing a different take? Like he was just recording doing different takes, but they just put them in the movie? Or did he know that he was repeating himself? Uh, I think that there, there were parts where it was different takes, just side by side. Yeah, that would make sense. So at kind of at the very beginning, he talks about a detour. <laughs> He's like, oh, what is there? There's a detour. Uh, and then... Uh, Towards the middle of his rambling, he talks about a detour again. Uh, he talks about a detour four or five times. There's no exaggeration. It's, it's four times because it's one, and then there's a break, and then it's two, and then it's three, four in quick succession <laughs> because he did two takes of the same line back to back. He also talks about a windstorm mm-hmm. four times. Yeah, and I, my note here is I can see out the window. It's not dusty. There's no windstorm. No. At all. He's like <laughs> squinting because it's dusty. No. I can see out the window, dude. At one point, he says like, oh, I got to turn my windshield wipers on. And you can see that it's perfect middle it's of the day. Beautiful outside. Perfect desert weather. Mm-hmm. No reason you need to turn that on. It's in the slightest. Uh do you blame Robert Zadar for this? Like, you blame him for signing up, but I don't know what... I, I Knowing that it's Shotgun Boulevard, I don't know. I don't know if it, he just thought that... This was a special feature? Or something. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Was, he, I don't know what this is. I don't know what he signed up for. Yeah, I don't know either. I doubt it was this. <laughs> uh, but literally, you know, you know that old uh, Hollywood movie adage? Uh, Tell, don't show? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this movie was. This is, he talks about, who's, there's a guy. Yes. There's a guy in the middle of the road. This is. He's an, got a gun. This is an audio book. He's, point, <laughs> he's pointing the gun at me. This is this is a radio play. He looks like me. He he's, looks like me. He's pointing a gun at me. looks like me. He's crazy. No, that was. What in the world? That was me. It was me. Oh. And then, then they cut, and he's like, "I just shot that guy." Like the, yeah. the only action that ever takes he's like, place. He's like, "I gotta turn around." Me. There he is. <laughs> you forgot the part where he describes. So, I don't know if he has eagle eye vision, but he's continuing to drive down the road at about thirty miles an yes, hour. And he's like, "Who?" He's I like, see somebody down I see, there. I see him there. He's in, uh, he's he's by the train station. I'm gonna. What is he doing? Oh, he's he's hiding between those two train cars. <laughs> like, dude, you have covered like a quarter of a mile yes, in this it, time. It absolutely. He saw from a mile away that this guy was there because he talks for a minute describing it. And he's it. like, oh, I'm going to pull over. And then it takes him like 20 seconds to pull over and then hard cut to... Oh, oh, I just shot him oh, three times. I shot that guy. <laughs> I shot him three times. And he, he didn't die. But he looked like me. He looked like me. He's, there's no body. He disappeared. Like we, we could, we could literally just do this whole movie. Yeah, we could. We could. Like I, the whole time I was doing this, I was like, you know what? We should do. We should do a YouTube. We should write Yin Yang Sane. <laughs> we should just go out there and we should film Yin Yang Sane, and just spend an hour. And I bet you, in an hour, we could get a forty-minute movie like this. I like that idea. <laughs> 
and it's just a guy talking to himself in a car, and nothing crazy happens. <laughs> He'll call it Yin Yang Sane. I like it. See, if this is something you can get behind, pick your thing, all right? Pick your thing that you can get it behind, and I will be right there with you. So pick your thing. And if that's what you want to do, let's do it. When it's my idea, I like it better. <laughs> Uh, how many times does he tell us like what he just did? All the times. And he tells us that the cell towers don't work. And then he makes a phone call <laughs> to his wife. Well, he says he's five, six times. He's like made off with all the money. I got $3 million. I own 90% of the company. 10% million dollar in cash. Oh, and his, he, his breaks. He's not going <laughs> to like it. I could just see he's going to. He's going to get to an accident. His brakes are going to work. Then he and laughs to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I own 90% of the company and the 10% will be mine. <laughs> lock, stock, and barrel. Which he says like 12 times. <laughs> It'll be all mine. Lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, so he finally... Oh, he references fog at one point too. He's like, it's starting to get foggy. I can hardly see anything. And again, it's daytime. Yeah. And you can see everything is fine. So this movie, going by only what the movie tells us, takes place over roughly two to three hours, maybe. Mm -hmm. It goes from bright day to black night. In one cut. To bright day again. Immediately with a cut. Mm -hmm. It is nighttime. And the only time that he... I'm sorry. Then he's, for the first time, he's not in the car. Right. And he is at a liquor station, gas station. Yeah, it's a liquor, liquor station. <laughs> it said Joshua Liquor, something, something, something. It said absolutely nothing about gas. Yes. But somehow it was a gas station. Yes. Uh, so he's in the gas station and comes out. And throughout, we've seen this weird, creepy shot of, and by creepy, I don't mean like scary movie creepy. I mean like legitimately weird looking dude. Creepy. Robert Zadar's face. <laughs> just like Creepy. pressed up against a windshield yeah. smiling. Yeah. That they just flash every once in a while. And that's where we see the evil version or version of Robert Zadar mm-hmm. walk up and smile at good Robert. Yeah, from behind a, a pump. Comes up and just smiles at him. Uh, and then Robert Zadar gives three takes of the same line. Each one is cut... Uh, so he gives a take, and then hard cut to smiling flash, and then cut back. He does another take of the same line, cut to smiling Robert Zadar, another take of the same line. And it's all his lines to another dude talking, and then they cut to that dude walking up, and they have the same conversation again. <laughs> I feel like this is like an assembly cut like where they just like everything that they might use mm-hmm. right they put it all together and they're like i don't really want to worry about editing this let's just put everything out and call it a movie we got to get to that feature length of <laughs> 39, 39 minutes, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so then immediately it's daytime again mm-hmm. and we are at robert zadar's home no i think he went back to bill's house Yes, because he's guy like he pounding on the off. door. He's like, Bill, yeah. you fucker, come yeah, out of here. That's what he's something. doing. He's, you're right. I'm sorry. He's pounding on the door. And evil Robert Zadar? Or is that good Robert Zadar? Because like, the whole idea is that things balance so each other, right? There's, there's Ty Robert Zadar, who's the gangster who's ripped him off. Mm-hmm. And there's Trenchcoat Robert Zadar, 
who smiles. So, but is Trenchcoat then the good one? Because the the protagonist is a bad guy. Yeah. Right? So it's the good one is the one that's chasing the mm-hmm. bad one. Right? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So. This movie doesn't have characters or plot. <laughs> that's character. No. That's Robert Zadar <laughs> saying stuff. Uh, and then we get like pop caps. He shoots him with a pop cap gun. Yeah. So the whole time he, he gets out of the vehicle, uh, bangs on the door. Finds a dead body for some reason. I don't know if that was supposed to be Bill. It looked like a migrant worker. It didn't look like a rich guy. Uh, and so then he's, he goes through the property and through some weird semi-wooded area. And the whole time, like, he's, like, clutching his chest. And I just thought that's probably just Robert Zadar having actual chest pains <laughs> on set. <laughs> Keep going. We don't have time to change out the VHS <laughs> tape. I only got two of these for the whole movie. <laughs> I'm running them on the six-hour time frame so I can get six movies in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we skipped over two things I want to talk about. Okay. One, there was... I was going to use the word scene, but that's not even the right word because really there's three scenes in this entire movie if you mm-hmm. look at it like that. There's a few takes, a few cuts when they're in the car. Right. The, either they have the windows down or the air conditioning is on and just blowing directly into the <laughs> mic. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, also, how many times do we see the uh, foam mic yeah. in the shot and like the seatbelt? Especially the, the the foam mic shows up. It's like half the frame uh, at, at Joshua Licker yeah. at one point. Uh, and you can see like the uh, – it, it looks – I don't know if this – what was the shot on? Like mini DV? Something, some sort of tape. Because you can see the track marks at the bottom. Yeah. At multiple when, times. And when he, when he cuts, it's it definitely is cut together on like VHS or something. Yes. Um, and the other one is, this is not a filmmaking thing. This is just being dumb thing. Robert Zadar is smoking at the gas station, at the <laughs> gas pump. Yeah. And then carries the cigarette into the gas station slash liquor store. Yeah. But dude is legit smoking at the gas tank. I mean, it was 1997, man. <laughs> this movie came out in 2007. It was shot in 97. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's why he doesn't look like garbage. Because by 2007, he didn't look like himself anymore. Yeah. I don't think. Wow. I think I he was starting, starting to get that Orson Welles look to him. Yeah. Um, so the movie ends with good trench coat Robert Zadar mooing. <laughs> he <laughs> moves? <laughs> it's, doesn't it sound? And then laughs. <laughs> pulls out like this weird piratey gun. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks uh, like. Uh, it looks like a pirate gun. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Then he it's like it's like got ivory on it and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's like a long, it's like a rifle handgun. Yeah, type that's, thing that's like ivory and like mahogany, and it's got the big arching, I don't know guns, but the part that like hammers the hammer. The hammer. Yeah, yeah. That thing that hammers. What's it called? <laughs> the one that I don't remember what that. So the then he lines called. it up on his arm, like holds it up on his arm, and then cut to him in a trench coat pulling it up. 
and he <laughs> fires one shot, which I guess is like the heart attack, because mm-hmm. you know this film is so deep. <laughs> so, uh, white tie Robert Zadar stumbles back to his car, gets in, immediately dies. Like, has a heart attack, dies. And then you hear the, the cameraman's footsteps as he walks up to get the shot of the close-up. With him, his face pressed. Which isn't... Robert Zidar had to have... Had, what's supposed to have happened is he dies with his face against the horn. But they needed to get the shot in the windshield. Well, I think he died with his chest against the horn. I don't think that his chest... He didn't have triple D boobs, man. No, but he had pecs. He was still toned a bit I, I at that time. I don't think that's possible. But... What obviously had to have happened was he positioned his face so that he could look out the windshield so they get to get the shot of his face, and then his hand was reaching up and pushing the steer the, the horn. Yes. Because it was definitely like the 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 horn on that particular vehicle was definitely firing off very loudly into a camera microphone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else are we missing from Yin Yang Insane? So the after credit scene that I yes. that I foreshadowed before, so credits roll and then it's it's a take, uh, and so the director says no scripts, no editing, uh, and then the other guy says, so what is this for? And I can't hear his answer, but I oh, assume it was not says satisfying. The Zen, right? Instead of the end, yeah. Yeah, and so... Oh, that's supposed to be instead of the end. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm. It was so <laughs> clever, it went right past me. But no scripts, no editing. He like he edits throughout this thing. Sure, he has big, long, rambling takes, but he has to edit in those short, quick little yeah. flashes and stuff. Bullshit, this isn't Zen filmmaking. Yeah. He no, edited you- the shit out of this thing. <laughs> He shittily edited the shit out of this thing. You're calling him out. Yeah, it. I'll fucking call him out. <laughs> M.T. Bird, if that is your real name, which IMDb says it is not. I thought it was Donald Jackson. It said it's credited as M.T. Bird. The movie said Donald G. Jackson, which is the guy that did Frogtown. And Rob, know, Robert man. Shaw's the producer, the guy that invented the Zen filmmaking thing. So I'll, I'll discuss my final th- feelings on this film. Oh, it was directed by Scott Skull. Shot Scott Shaw. I don't think that's writer what the written said. by Donald G. Jackson as M. T. Bird. That's what IMDb says. That's bizarre. I feel like Robert Zadar wrote it. Like if he Yeah. <laughs> like if there's no script. There's no scripts, no editing. <laughs> he just telling them to ramble, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like they had some general It's idea. like uh you ever watch Futurama? Mm-hmm. So you know how bender hums a lot okay uh that's how he makes most of his money in royalties in that show is because whenever he hums it's considered writing he he wrote some music and you get way more music licensing money than you do like act, voice acting money hmm. so him going doop, boop, 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 like that's probably more than half of the money he made off of that episode <laughs> that's <laughs> frustrating <laughs> like it's there for a reason but it's i don't know yeah um so my final thoughts on this mm-hmm. is it's definitely not a good movie even even if it is a movie like it's more of an experimental art film is what 
I would say that it is. I had no idea you could just go out and shoot something for an hour and call it a movie. But for that reason is why I feel like it's kind of got like this little charm to it. Like, it's not good. I will never watch it again. But like I'm watching it and I think that I'm watching it the same way that I would as if my son made it. And I'm like, look at you. Look what you did. You made a movie. That's so cute. You made a movie. Uh, Doing a scientific study on this. Uh, I can handle about eight minutes of this movie's bullshit at a time because <laughs> I, I was sp- like, God, how I'm- much time's left? It was at the eight-minute mark, at the 16-minute mark, and the 24-minute <laughs> mark, exactly, was when I was like, God, how much fucking time I left on I this I put thing. a half-hour break in between. <laughs> in 19 minutes, I paused it, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, put, I, took a, I took a half-hour break and watched something else in between there for a half hour. That's not a joke. <laughs> Uh, what what did you think? Is there, is it? No, it's not. Uh, okay. We talk. We. I. I feel like I brandy around the term "worst movie we've ever watched" in this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think this is it. No matter what, this this has to be it. This is not a movie. <laughs> it's not good. Whatever charm you think it has, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I was the first to say like if this is even a movie, <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Uh, so cabin fever and how comes to Frogtown too? Uh, yeah. Congratulations! Be thankful, <laughs> be thankful <laughs> that Yin Yang Yin Yang Insane exists and that we watched it and that it has now supplanted you guys <laughs> as the worst movie we've ever watched on this show. Well. Uh, Robert Zadar has a total of 118 credits, so we still have quite a few episodes to go yeah. of what you're listening to as the Zadar cast. The Zadar cast. Next week? Next week. By the way, it's Samurai Cop. You don't have to say anything. No, it's definitely Samurai Cop. <laughs> I'll watch Samurai Cop again 20 times. No, but but here's the, th- like, so where I was going with that when I was talking about Charm or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like this movie makes me less mad than fucking transformers movie yeah sure like that that's the difference nobody is, paid him for this no like you know you can see exactly what they had to make this movie to be fair he probably didn't pay anyone for this either no that's probably true <laughs> um okay so uh, first movie next week um we you really enjoyed extra mm-hmm. uh this is from the same writer director of extra he wrote and directed this movie all right <laughs> Part Alien, Part Predator, All Terror, Extro 2, The Second Encounter. Does this come out after E.T.? <laughs> uh, 1995. Uh, so, yeah. I had, they, were, they were Roman numerals. I almost oh. said Roman numerals. <laughs> They're Roman numerals, so I had to do some math there. Uh... Yeah, not much to go on considering the same picture that's on the front is also... <laughs> no, the same two pictures on the front are the same two pictures on the back. So don't need to look back there. Uh, what are we going to see in this? We are going to see women walking down a hallway and a wet, toothy alien. Okay. <laughs> but you, but this is a sequel, so you should be able to tell me what you expect. Uh, it is a sequel, but after chud to but the chud 
I'm going to say this is, I have no idea what this is. Uh, looking at the one shot of what I presume are two women walking in a hallway, I'm going to guess that they watched Aliens and went, hey, let's do that. Uh, and that, probably that failed cover miserably. looks kind of alieny too, like the yeah. mouth. Um, but that doesn't have anything to do with extra, like, like you extra. Remember, you had like the wooden doll. You right. had the he guy had power. He gave the kid powers and shit. Yeah, he was born. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, next one. I, th- yeah, I, I fully expect uh, him to capitalize just on the on the name. Okay. Uh, third film doesn't have anything to do with extra. Uh, but third film, third film. Oh, I'm sorry, second film. <laughs> That's how counting works. Uh, <laughs> Showcase Entertainment. This this looks like it came from a quality distributor. <laughs> <laughs> from Beyond Imagination, from Beyond Earth, extra waits. Not oh waits. He waits. <laughs> he's he's patient, you know. That's you know that's what we're missing in society mm-hmm. is everyone. It's you know it's the me generation. It's the now generation. Everything people's attention spans are so you know. Extra is a great role model for kids today. Mm-hmm. That he can you know what he can just fucking sit still and chill, <laughs> and you know what just be present, not staring at his phone the whole time. Yeah, I was gonna bring up phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> extra three. Watch the skies. This is not the same extra that we've seen, uh, in the first movie or uh on the cover of the second one. This is a completely. This is a completely different alien. Holy shit! This alien looks more simian. The uh, yeah. I I went and bought these as soon as we did extra because I was like, we had so much fun with extra. We need to do extra two and three. Okay. Uh, these look like, I mean, they look like the, uh, military uniforms from the movie Toys, Robin Williams. <laughs> okay. So. Um, this does, uh, the second credited actor on the top there is Andrew Divoff, which you would recognize as the Wishmaster as well. Oh, nice. What is this bullshit on the back about Saturn and the waning versus waxing moon? I haven't this seen, I've not seen either one of these, so cool so but i'm looking forward to it yeah um yeah justin what else you got for us go have fun with your hand job <laughs> <laughs>